0: Lights. Camera. Bow down to me, you- puke. I am Loki. Oh. I am Loki. Thick thighs <laughs> save lives. Wait, wrong one. All right, roll the intro. <laughs> this
1: intro's about Loki.
0: He's Loki gonna Vigato. make you
1: puke hey, yourself.
0: Instead of a song, if they made you the god of mischief, wouldn't you also be kind of angry at people?
1: Um, well, no. Because, you love, know, there no, I love there's got thunder, people, there's got
0: a wisdom. They're like, hey, man, you're the god of mischief, and we don't trust you because you're mischievous. And be like, yeah, but, like, that's because of you? You made me the god of mischief, so I have to be mischievous? That's not even my fault. Why are you hating on me for being the thing that you made me?
1: Um. Well, yeah, but see, here's the thing: as the god of mischief, I'd be eternally happy because I could do all sorts of mischief with money, like mischievous counterfeiting and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, is it really that bad?
0: But it's bad if people think you're bad because you're the god of mischief, but you're only bad because you're the god of mischief.
1: You know, this is a great so. conversation, but I think we should obviously start the podcast before people get all lost in oh, this yeah. conversation. Oh, welcome to
0: the podcast Magic, <laughs> with your great host, John Tunganova where if you didn't realize, so the openings are we are talking about yeah, Loki. Okay. Loki, Loki. the newest show on Disney Marvel Plus. Yes. uh, We came in on this one because I did call Rick and I said, Rick, I know we have something different for the podcast but I want to talk about Loki. Now, um, if uh, avid listeners of the past have known I've recommended many of things to do on this podcast. Uh, Some have turned out really well. Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, Some have turned out... Do not
1: even... If you so much (laughs) as fucking say it, I swear, I will cut out right now. I swear, man. This is not a joke. You even utter those words, oh, dude! I will walk away right now. You <laughs> See, utter those words, man. That, no, you you know I know what you're gonna say, and you're I'm not just gonna, gonna say some it. No, of them you're have not. No, 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 bad. no. I don't want syllables. All right, <laughs> no, skip right to Mortal Kombat. All right. All right, So
0: some of them have turned out bad. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Some of my suggestions have turned out bad, but I'm, I'm still trying to get in because I. As we said before, I love film. I love television. I want to talk about these things. So I said, hey, let's talk about Loki. Everybody's talking about it. Let's do it. Let's talk about Loki. Because, surprising probably a lot of people, I enjoyed Loki. And so I couldn't wait to sit here and talk about it.
1: I also enjoyed Loki greatly. Yeah, you know, And I couldn't uh, wait to talk about the fact that, and this is my opinion, I think that, if you're, an, if you're an avid Marvel fan, if you've read the comics, if you've watched the cartoons over the years where Loki was portrayed a certain way, um, of course Loki's a villain. And, you know, villains usually are, are portrayed in a very black-and-white, sort of two-dimensional way in cartoons. Um, Tom Hiddleston, in taking the mantle of Loki, has manage to make that the villain that you sort of cheer for. Almost an anti-hero, not really because he's still a villain, but to me, and this has been sort of slowly established throughout almost every film that Loki's been featured in, Loki is a villain who has, who's a villain because he's got mixed emotions about a lot of things from his past, his background, who he truly is, but he's got really good feelings. Like he Loki's a villain with good feelings, but still a villain, still a complete jerk. Mm-hmm. But deep down inside, there's something about him that's almost pure in a way. That's just the way he's being portrayed by Tom Hiddleston as, as as the as you know the the guy who's carrying that mantle. And honestly, man, I think that that's to me um, was beautifully portrayed in this first episode of Loki, and I thought, holy crap, um, I like Loki the most. Every other character to me is like secondary, and we'll get into that later, but Mm. Loki is just, holy crap, man, what a presence this guy has.
0: Yeah, and as a person who's been kind of iffy about all the Marvel series, Uh, Loki is one that I could say when they were first announced, I was excited for the most, I think, because just the character of Loki, I I do love. Um, He's definitely the MCU's greatest villain, Um, and I know Thanos killed it in Infinity War and Endgame. I love Thanos as a villain, but Loki is still the, when I think of the MCU, Loki's the villain I think of, right? I
1: I think Loki's the smartest villain is what it is. I mean, you know... Loki has just a profound intelligence about him that like he knows how to get around things and i and i'll I have a theory about something that I saw, and again, we'll get into that later, but with Loki, it's all about subtlety, subtle yes. things that he does subtle moves, subtle statements, everything is about subtlety it's not in your face and it, it takes. A great, it, it takes a great deal of artistry to, to be able to do that and, 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 I and think sell it. And you
0: know? I as artists ourselves, uh, uh, we, we tend to like artists, and I would say Loki is an artist. A uh, con mm-hmm. artist is still an artist. Uh, <laughs> he has an art form to him. And it's much less of, um, like everybody else, punch, punch, punch. Use my powers. You know what I mean? Like, right. I can overpower you. With Loki, he tends to trap you in these elaborate schemes. Uh, that, that makes you, you know, either, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, debilitate yourself, right? Defeat yourself or mm-hmm. someone else defeats you. Rarely Loki gets his hands dirty himself. Uh, that's not Loki's strength. And I think that's always fun to watch because it's more than just punchy punchy, which I do love punchy punchy, uh, which is now what I'm calling it, punchy punchy. Punchy, punchy. Um, uh, really uh, so everybody use that everywhere, uh, <laughs> but it's more cerebral, like you said, intelligent cerebral. Super so cerebral. there's, there's fun. Loki has to have a character since he's not a person who just punches and just punchy punchy. He has to have a character, and so, him being such a well thought out character is great. But I'm again, like you said, Tom Hiddleston has killed it as Loki.
1: Yeah, for all
0: these years, and even slipping back to an older version of the character and where he was, you know, after years in films of development, because we're talking about right, you know, he's on the first Avengers film. Uh and we've had and
1: Thor and all that, yeah. That
0: we've had two Thor movies. Uh he's had other stuff to be in. You know, he's he's redeemed, he's done stuff. But no, I think he was Nelson, all
1: I think he was in all three Thor movies because Thor yes. Ragnarok was the third. Yeah, he's been on all three of them. He's
0: been in all three. He was in Avengers. He was in Avengers Infinity War so as well. Mm, right mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was in infinity war as well so he's been in those so he's been in five five of the films to at least to say
1: i think so but you know what's really funny if you watch every show that was being produced every um animated show marvel show like um avengers uh guardians of the galaxy like all the a- animated ones where the character of Loki was featured, they actually went out of their way to try to make that character more like what Tom Hiddleston, uh, por- you know, portrays in the films, which speaks volumes about how good he is. You know, more like make that character more both physically and in the way that the character is portrayed. Um, you know, more like what you see on the uh, on the films. Than, than anything else because there's there's usually a massive separation between film yeah. and cartoons mm-hmm. and, and that tells you right there when they're doing something like that it's because the people that have played that character like for example Robert Downey Jr. with Iron Man th- those people have owned that character to such a degree that there is no like you're gonna have to kill that character off because there's no stepping into those shoes. Mm-hmm. you know it's not like james bond where there's like 80 people have played james bond it's you know you can't replace what this guy did because he was so good at it
0: yeah no 100 percent. he's such a major influence and mm-hmm. how loki looks and feels and he's just done such an amazing job in the acting incredible center. incredible from doing loki's journey to going back in this film and this is not a spoiler it's the Premise: They released it in the trailers, but it is the version of Loki that does escape in Endgame. So that's not a spoiler. That's just the series. <laughs> that's just yeah, the it's, series premise. It's the
1: time police. It's the time police catching an anomaly, breaking the the, the rules of time and space, which I think it's a novel approach mm-hmm. because I think you've had so many. Um, you know, quote unquote, and we talked about this a while back ago. You know, the rules of writing and how you have to have certain rules for certain things that you do, and this is almost kind of addressing that for everybody. It's like, okay, we have a time police. Don't worry about it. They're gonna deal with this, mm-hmm. and um, and that right there makes the story all the more interesting. You know, um, one of the things that really stuck out to me <laughs> was the fact that he states this is the greatest power mm-hmm. that's okay. right there tells me that some epic shit's gonna happen down the line oh you yeah. know what i mean again subtlety subtlety and this is gonna be
0: theories that we have but that will be after spoilers yes so. yes <clears throat> for all of those who haven't seen it yet Before we start talking more into depth and what happened in the episode, I want to say it's definitely, and I think we both agree here, a watch. If you haven't seen it yet, I think it's worth catching out the first episode. Absolutely. Uh, I I think if you liked WandaVision or didn't like WandaVision, you'll like this one. Uh, If you liked Falcon and Winter Soldier and didn't, I still think you're going to like this one. I think it has that Marvel magic that if you like Marvel magic, you're going to like this one. And if you were down on the other two, I think this is a better... Uh, 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 one of the better storytelling yeah. uh, endeavors yeah. on there. So I'm definitely saying for me, this is a watch. This is definitely 100%. a watch. For me. All the way. Yeah, yeah. so uh, watch it, come back here because um, from this point out, spoilers.
1: Spoilers. Spoiler. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, it's so big. I'm, I'm trying to impersonate something, it's so big. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: So as we get where the episode even starts out with again, we see a little bit recap from Endgame, how Loki escapes um and, and gets the Tesseract, immediately goes to a desert where he thinks that everybody should know him, no one knows him, and bam, the time police, as Rick said earlier, shows up. And that beginning scene where they punch him in the mouth and just have that reverberation slow-mo was hilarious. I was co- that's when it hooked me. <laughs> <Bam>.
1: Yeah, because, like, just, you know, Loki loves to get on his on his uh, soapbox, basically, mm-hmm. and tell people how great he is. There's an arrogance about him. Yes. Um, and I think that arrogance really just kind of compensates for those feelings of insecurity that he clearly has. So he's got that arrogance. He's getting in there, and it's like, Quinto eres? I am Loki. Blah, 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 blah he's getting to the time police arrives and it's just such an epic takedown yeah and <laughs> you see the you see the lips just brr, 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 brr. he's like yeah that takes a really long time and it hurts every step of the way almost <laughs> like oh my god
0: this yeah, is already this- good you know this opening sequence, because you're doing an earlier Loki who hasn't paid for any of his crimes, he hasn't done his redemption yet, because this version of Loki is still very much, you know, I want to take over the world, kill everyone who cares. Uh, to, I, I think this sequence, starting with that punch to the bureaucracy, just to keep taking him down a peg, to, <laughs> to be like, we have to take Loki down a peg because he needs to, as a character, grow. And since we can't really put him through all the movie growth, let's take him down a peg. And I think it was very smart from the writers to take him through what I would account as hell, just the utter bureaucracy of the time police, an utter meaningless of an existence, which for Loki, who wants to have all the meaning, is such a good way to hobble that character, I think, in story. Because you know, he's a god, he's above <laughs> everything. Nah, you gotta go through simple DMV bureaucracy like the rest of us. You're not I mean,
1: Exactly. It's crazy to think that that's how they would go about that and, and that it works so well. I mean, what I love about Loki is precisely every time he goes in the diatribes, it's either going to be an ass whooping or something terrible. Mm-hmm. Like when he, when he um, mouths off to the Hulk and the Hulk just whoops him. I mean, literally from side to side in Avengers Tower and uh, Star mm-hmm. Tower. And just basically tells him to shut up, that kind yep. of thing, you know. Yeah, and they did this. They did the
0: same thing, and I know people who say, "Oh, they're trotting over the same beats," but I think they did it mm. different enough that it was well. So instead of Hulk beating his ass, the bureaucracy beats him
1: down. You know, <laughs> from the simple yeah, thing. Of, I don't think you could compare. I don't think you could compare the two things because getting your ass whipped by someone that's a lot bigger and stronger and mean, and and actually, you know, being pissed because you know you got to be in a dmv line except for this is a special type of dmv line where you'll get erased if you don't Mm -hmm. um and you try to be which is the same thing as if you go to the dmv you know they'll erase your license or do some (laughs) crazy shit like that and that's a lot worse so i don't know i don't think that you could compare it and say that it's the same thing i think that obviously there's there's a like in terms of writing there's just a difference there it's a lot better I think.
0: No, I agree. I think it's a better fleshed out moment, but I Yeah, I think that's the parallels there, because that's another no, parallel yeah, to that Hulk a parallel moment sure. with him being, I'm powerful, I'm a god, what can you do to me? And, you know, beats him down. Hulk literally beats him down to show puny god, and the bureaucracy essentially does the same. I'm a like, god, you have no authority over me, and they're like, eh, I don't, whatever, dude, just step through the time. Like, just step through the freaking metal detector. I don't care. <laughs> like, are you a robot? Yes or no? I don't care about anything else about you. Like, you're not bigger. You're not on your high horse. You don't have any power. And they, here. And
1: they make him question himself. He's like, wait, what if I am a robot and I don't <laughs> know it? What if I, uh,
0: it, it's one of those. That was a funny scene too, because I agree. He's like, do many people here not coming and not knowing the robots? Says yeah, yeah. nothing. It makes them go, wait, what if I
1: am a robot? What's happening And the dude's just like, just get through already. Like, the guy's <laughs> pissed off at being there. He hates his job. Just, yeah. I mean, it's like they, they, they made the time police um, something that you could relate to. Because how do you do that? How do you sit there and basically take something that you can't quantify really at all? and it's like well, if you were going to and if you were going to talk you know what would it be like mm. holy crap what a better you know the, i mean the dmv is like the best allegory for time you know? <laughs> time wasted time time where you're just unsure angry you go through all the mixed emotions that you can within an hour and a half the dmv sitting down and waiting Yep, the DMV truly shows you how powerless you are in society because
0: no matter what you do or who you are, you just got to sit down and wait. (laughs) You're going to sit there and take it. Yep. (laughs) Take a number. Uh, Take your number. Go into your spot. Go through the line. Who cares who you are? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who cares who you are? Exactly. Uh, And if you want to step out of line, cool, you're basically out of society or phased out of time. It don't matter. Like, no one really cares, right? Out of line,
1: out of time, that's it.
0: Yeah, even when that dude gets, uh, the dude ahead of him who gets melted for not having a ticket, which, funny moment. Oh
1: my God, that was crazy.
0: Funny moment, but no one else in the whole room, there's no alarm bells, nothing. No one cares that that dude is just erased from time. It's seemingly nothing. Like, seemingly nothing. And here's Loki even complaining, like, do you know who I am? How dare you to be like, Sorry, I got my ticket right here. I didn't mean yeah. to lie.
1: It's so uh, how can you take, you know, and I think that this is probably the thought process. How can you take, you know, the most, you know, the mightiest of, uh, of, of criminals and the richest and poorest of How can you break people down to the same denominator where it doesn't matter? You know, it doesn't matter if, if you're a god or whatever, this is, this is the deal, it's like, how do you do that? And it's like, hey, DMV, it's, that's, that's too good.
0: Yeah, so I loved it. I loved the way of hobbling him and bringing him down before the whole even trial. Just that whole, like, we we're hobbling before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he gets brought through the DMV bureaucracy line, basically gets, if you haven't seen it or if you've seen it, you know, DMV, uh, <laughs> basically the DMV as we described and then he gets taken before a judge where he doesn't know his crimes he doesn't even know what he's accused of and kind of has to make this like have to make this defense where he's like i don't all of you are beneath me what are you doing i don't get this to the judge again hobbling and showing him which i think is something that loki needs and we can sympathize with him because this is the, where we start sympathizing with loki the concept of loki not having free will loki as a villain, especially at that time, was trying to override our free wills with the mind stone enslaving everyone. That was Loki's journey to take away our free will, where that initially just gets turned on his head right to him as if like, oh no, your actions don't matter. Even the fact that you think you have free will is a crime in and of itself, which is the same thing he was telling to the people he was trying to take over. So I think that was a great subversion of that too to humble him, was giving him just his literal own medicine right? His literal own medicine. Here you are, the Mr. God who thinks everybody free will is too much. You also don't have it. The time police, the time stream has it. You're not supposed to deviate. What you do is told because we allow you to do it, right? And Loki, that that thing, and I think we all have it, and I sympathize with him in that courtroom scene with the judge of being like, yeah, no, my actions matter. I don't care what you think, right? like I get it because I want to, not because some grand narrative told me I had to, or the story was written for the human concept of free will that we see a lot, even in religion and everything else is this concept of free will, uh, which I think is a great concept to bring up even in a Marvel little TV show. That's a huge philosophical concept. And I love that they're exploring that. with Loki.
1: Yeah. But it's the right character to explore it with. Um, You you couldn't explore that same philosophical concept. I don't think with, many characters because you know many like a lot of the stuff there is just designed for you know the punchy punchy entertainment so mm-hmm. it's one of those things where the uh the whole existential thing and and, and philosophy and all of this other stuff just you got to know where to place it you 100 mm-hmm. percent have to know where to place it like you know um it's like spirituality with dr strange they're talking about yep. things completely separate and alien to what you normally see in Marvel, which is why that's a character that can be brought in and fit into any parameter because he's looking at possibilities based on, based on space, based on time, based on all these concepts that are sometimes used in, in, in the films and everything, but not explored at length. And here in, in Loki, the one thing that I thought was incredible was when he was talking about, oh, the Avengers are the real criminals, they said, no, what, what happened with the Avengers was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So in other words, they're saying, no, good is always supposed to triumph over evil. You know, there's always there's always going to be that balance where evil comes in and tries something, but there's always enough good in the world to try to figure out how to bend the rules not break them, but bend them enough to, you know, fight evil in a in a different way. So I love it. I love that about um, Loki, honestly, because again, try to pick out how many action scenes you saw—real action scenes—you saw in that show. it wasn't like, you know, they 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 basically, you know, they have all the all the elements. For, for an action show, but I don't really believe this to be an action show at its core. I'm sure it'll ramp up, but yeah. But it's not going to be that, which and, I think is I, awesome.
0: And I agree with you, because later on we see that the time police have to go out and, like Loki, uh, get rid of variants and other time zones. But they keep being attacked and killed. And instead of showing them getting attacked, you know what I mean, which I think the punchy, punchy action movies would love to show the action scenes of them getting attacked and taken right. out. We don't really get to see that. We see that once during the first episode, but all the rest, we just hear that they're getting taken out. Right. So Loki tries to not really focus on the action, but the actual thoughts and words and expression of what's happening. Because again, that courtroom scene, and what you just said about the Avengers, I'm like, oh, I feel like there's an argument to just be have like the whole philosophical conjury of, well, why are they allowed to do that? Is that truly good? you're manipulating the good guys to win maybe they don't win right like all this other stuff and loki brings that out himself like how can you say that it's wrong for my actions but their actions are right i'm going under free will if they have free will i have free will what makes their breaking larger than my breaking what is this concept of good versus evil who gets to decide that all these great things that they're starting to explore between him and owen wilson who after loki gets in trial Owen wilson kind of saves loki and has this conversation with him all of these philosophical questions are really what i think Loki's about and i am here for it i am the,
1: here for it. i'm here for them to but talk but about. honestly would that set up with with you know and i'm not like a huge owen wilson fan let me just say that i'm, I'm really not it i don't i don't I, i'm just not a huge fan right um I mean, there's stuff that he's done in the past that was okay, but I, you know, like I said, I'm not a huge fan. So uh,
0: uh, well, On the other side, I am a huge fan of Owen Wilson. I used to watch every Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller comedy. I'm going to put that out there, so I am that person.
1: Well... <laughs> 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 the Life Aquatic with St- Steve Sisu, which was... Uh, you well, know, I, that, that, I love that, but uh, I funny. love that for other reasons. Funny story. I hated that movie the
0: first time I've seen it, and now it's one of like my favorite. You know, of, because
1: you gotta. Wa- it's a. It's like two thousand and one. Space Odyssey, dude. You gotta watch it a few times before you really get to understand and love it. I mean, I was the same way. Like the first time, I was indifferent to it, but now I'm just like, oh man, that's a great film.
0: Yeah, um, I love Black Aquatic with Steve Zuzu. I but
1: lo- I- you know, Owen Wilson is clearly playing a straight man, mm. and, and does it very well. What I liked is the fact that. He's essentially telling Loki, "You are brought into this world for misery, and that's what you do—to mm-hmm. make other people better, not you, other people." Yeah, other people. And then he's—he puts him in in this room where basically he's showing him things that Loki, like this variant of Loki, has yet to see. Which is really what reveals to you that Loki does have really good feelings. Like, he's a very kind, actually kind villain, in a way. Um, and so you see that, and then you see him continuing to try to escape, and that's, I think, oh, my God, I could have seen that all day long, especially... Jean uh,
0: Cudero, the, uh, the, the, the guy at the desk. The desk guy, oh, yeah, my
1: God, <laughs> I was dying with that. He was like, I will get you like a fish. It's like what's a fish? A, what's a fish? <laughs> like, what? I was like, like I I just want to know what I'm being threatened with. <laughs> Appropriately. And then you're seeing like the Infinity Stones so is like yeah guys use them as paperweights here. It's like okay. yeah he's
0: like oh you mean this one? I got I got tons of them. Like which one you want?
1: <laughs> but again that's that's this really cool thing where it's like um, the rules of life uh, don't apply to time. Time is, mm-hmm. is is basically life in and of itself. It is infinite. And, and, oh. and it is infinite. And so therefore, whatever you thought you knew, like it makes you start questioning shit really like real quickly. It's like whatever you thought you knew, whatever you thought was the fact. Now, this doesn't apply here, especially because we run it. I can tell you that that's not it. These stones are meaningless. Your Tesseract is meaningless. You can try to do whatever you want. You can put the collar on the lady. What was the lady's name? I, I forget that character. But she was so funny. She was. She was. Um, um, I have it
0: here. Uh nope, not this one. It's a uh, Mumi Mosake. Well Well that's the that's her name, Hunter B
1: fifteen. So Hunter B fifteen is my favorite because she and Loki like it's almost like a love hate relationship. mm-hmm and she like he eventually puts a collar on her, thinking he's gonna escape, and he doesn't. You know, and she's like, "Stop it! Stop it!" He's
0: just uh, doing that. Uh, no, I agree. I I do love the. Um, I know we're still talking about Loki and kind of the plot, but the cast of characters around Loki are are great. Insane, I, I love insane. I love the timekeepers. I love the just bureaucracy, the bureaucrats versus the policemen of them and they all have different personalities in and of themselves uh I, I do like the bureaucrats are just kind of they're bureaucrats they've always been made to be bureaucrats so they're just bureaucrats and they mean nothing like individually they don't mean nothing but they also know like all of it just runs as nothing and they act as such it's like they're in the office comedy with just loki running around like you know what i mean like, yeah loki
1: loki's a steve carell character or the um andy character from the british office yeah you
0: know just, yeah and so they're just and so i i do love i love the bureaucracy of the tva because um that, i'm gonna save it for save it for predictions i'll save that for predictions but let me just go uh <laughs> i would say side of cast the characters i love i love the judge i love the hunters and when that escape attempt when he's going through and we get to really see loki outsmart what well, loki's good at right They've been lording over their power over Loki. and Loki still escapes, you know, has his run of the facility, um, basically finds out that all of his machinations mean nothing, you know? Even if he gets his infinity stones, they literally mean nothing. So he goes back to his cell to await people there, and really starts answering the philosophical questions that him and Olson Wilson were having about who he is as a person. And really, it comes down to nature versus nurture, which I really feel like what's happening, right? Is Loki the way he is because of nature, right? Like he's just in his nature. As Owen Wilson's kind of saying, you're there because you're meant to be there, meant to be miserable, that's just your nature. You're the villain, embrace it. Or was it because of nurture? My life circumstances, as Loki would say, is what made me the way I am, right? And so I think even towards the end of it, when you see if he could be different, he's like, well, I believe I can be different. I can change because, you know what I mean? It's not, I'm just this villain that the timekeeper say I am. I think that I can do something different because yeah. I still have free will. Loki's still believing in free will towards the end, which I love. Towards the end of the episode,
1: I, I yeah, love it. no, Loki's Loki's totally. Um, again, he's an engaging character, and I think you know he's even more engaging given the fact that you're giving him a lot of straight men all around him. You know, really, just perfect foils to everything because you know. It's almost like the the character is being brought into the real world. You know, the fictional version of the real world. Um they have elements that, you know, you and I can relate to, and we're seeing this and it's like, Oh, so this is how that would work if it were in the superhero world. Or that's that's the way that it would work if it were in the superhero world. So it's like basically having Loki with the most average person in the world, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. somehow this is working towards what's supposed to be the greater good, yep.
0: You know, yep. What's supposed to be the greater good? So, essentially, that's what. And I know I've skipped over some details, but essentially, that's what happens in the episode. Uh, big, big plot beats. That's essentially what happens in the episode. Yeah, most of it is the conversation. Oh, except for Owen Wilson's character. Who is playing um, Mobius? M. Mobius, that's his name. It's just Mobius. Uh, is going out and tracking a variant who's on the loose, and he's killing other time cops and preventing them from, I'm guessing, erasing these variant timelines. Um, this is kind of the B story that's happening alongside Loki being in the uh, Loki being in the TVA, the bureaucracy. Uh, and later on, we come to find out at the end is the ending sticker, that the variant that they're chasing is Loki, which I love this meta commentary, which I'm gonna consider it a meta commentary on Marvel movies in uh, Loki, because I think the writers know what they're doing at this point, right? Yeah, of course. Because of course. one of the main things that everybody has to complain about is that sometimes the villains are just opposite the heroes. Iron Man, the first Iron Man is just another dude in a suit. The first Ant-Man, it's another shrinking dude in a suit. Black Panther, it's another Black Panther. Like, the villains are just exact opposites So whatever the hero is. You just plop the villain in, having the same power sets and everything else. Yeah. That's been a common critique of Marvel villains, except for Loki, right? Loki's the one everybody likes because he has personality and character. And he's more, more than just the exact opposite with Thor's power. He's actually his own person. And I think it's great that they do the subversion at the end and go, yeah, it's just Loki. As if we're setting that up again, right? That everybody's complaining. He is we're actually playing with that now. It's basically we're making like, that for natural actual reason.
1: He is who he is, period. End the story. Like, we don't need to get into, like, you already know him, period.
0: You think Loki's the greatest villain? We agree. He's the villain of the story.
1: But he's 100. the
0: hero. I also agree. He's also the hero of the story. He's the hero and the villain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and if you can, because it's his own story. Because Mobius mm-hmm. says to him, you're the variant that we're chasing. So Mobius' plan, which is funny they should name him Mobius, because I remember in that line in, uh, in was it uh, Endgame? Was it Endgame? Where Robert Downey Jr. says, uh, do a Mobius spiral. Mm-hmm. When he's trying to figure out how to work within timelines and it's Mobius. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. just connected that. Um, little nod. But, you know, basically you're, you're going to be the hero of your own story mm-hmm. where you're also the villain of everybody else's. But for these purposes, you know, I can't offer you salvation. So I like the fact that automatically they're saying, "Look, whatever whatever the ending here is going to be, like you're not going to have salvation. This is not going to end well." Yeah, Um, you're not
0: going back to your timeline. You're not going back to your life. Like, no, it's you're done.
1: You're done. done. Um, I can offer you a chance to basically come to terms. Mm -hmm. I can I can offer you coming to terms. I'm not going to offer you. Salvation, And I think that establishing that from the very beginning, you know, it's a risky proposition to do that because you have so many people out there that are just so, like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever, complaining. Namaste. Um, but in this case, it was so well done mm-hmm. that it draws you in to want to see more. Yeah, and 100%. It's just... Really, uh, I don't know. There's something special and unique about it.
0: Yeah. You know? And I think Loki is so show stealing because Loki stole the Thor movies. Everybody loves Loki. Everybody knows he's the show star. He's a show stealer, right? He makes you laugh. It just makes you laugh. He makes you laugh. You like him. And I think it's ingenious to be like, well, who would be a good villain? Be like, I don't think there's anything that would take away from Loki, so just make it Loki.
1: <laughs> well, I mean. Where else could, you know, I mean, you just got to look at it from the point of view of every supervillain, almost every supervillain is unbeatable to the point that it takes like a massive group effort to take the supervillain down with plans that have a 99% chance of failure.
0: Yep. I mean, Loki almost just won an Avengers. They had to literally come together to beat him. He almost just won.
1: But but with Loki, if it's just Loki alone, because obviously Loki has an intricate plan. He's, he's cool. got an intricate planning system. He's going to have aliens invading. He's going to have trees falling, all, doing all this stuff. Um, but Loki alone is not the same thing as, say, Thanos alone. You're not just going to face Thanos. Thanos is going to crush you. Mm-hmm. And although Thanos is another philosophical villain that says, "Look, I mean, for us to like make the universe survive, we got to kill half of it and then re- you know restart," and it gets into this whole existential conversation and things. Like Loki is not that. So basically, it's Loki with his intellect going after Loki, who with his intellect no, is me. messing shit up everywhere. Oh,
0: I can't, uh, and I can't wait. And so like, yeah, I'm liking the vibe of this. I really do like yeah, the vibe of this. Show. I'm, I'm so
1: vibing great. on it.
0: So I want to know because we've been just kind of going around it. What are your predictions? What are your predictions? I want to get into predictions. All right.
1: So I said this earlier, um, at one point, Loki throws the Tesseract down, sits down in a very poignant scene and says, this is the greatest power. That to me set off a lot of alarms. Um, because whenever Loki pretty much figures out what the deal is, at that point he's not trying to figure out how to get out. He's figuring out how to get in and make it his own. Mm. So I think Loki has the plan of basically somehow taking over the the TBA. He's going to try. Because oh. he's, he's not fighting the Avengers. He's not fighting Guardians. He's not fighting Thor. He's not fighting people that could physically... Uh, Cajum, he's fighting people that essentially look like normal people. They just have the power of time. So he's going to try to figure out how to take that over um, once he does their bidding. Because he knows that it's, since it's his variant, he's going to figure out how to, you know, predict and call all the shots and stuff like that. And maybe it's just something that's happening because it's, you know, the same variant. Different repetition—it's—it's it's all this time jumble thing that's going on. So I think that's what's going to end up happening there. I think Loki's going to try to figure out, and you know, somewhat succeed on how to take that power over. That's just for some reason where it led me when he said that because I was like, my—I was like, jaw slack jawed. I was like, oh man, this is too good.
0: I feel you. I feel very evil variant loki it's hard but i mean they're both yeah they're
1: both evil but
0: uh but the one who's killing all the police officers not the one we're following the one that he's supposed to catch i think this is all part of his master plan to even bring in this loki (laughs) because i agree with because he
1: figured out that it's the greatest plan so how do you take over the greatest power go Mm -hmm. back take the same variant because i escaped so Mm -hmm. clearly his escape was successful so there's got to be a flashback scene in there where he escapes the hell out of there Mm -hmm. He figures, okay, they're going to chase me. They're going to try to basically erase me by taking this variant, erasing it, and therefore erasing me. But that's not going to happen because knowing myself, I'm going to argue this point ad infinitum to the point where I'm going to stay alive rather than escaping. Mm -hmm. So there's the dark side and then the less dark side of Loki, both basically working in tangent to, to, to make that work.
0: Yes, and I do think the TVA is evil. I think by depicting them as a bureaucracy, I think they are evil. They are yeah. the type of casual evil that is like, we don't care, we say history runs this way, we'll kill everyone and anyone to get our way, that is essentially going to eventually turn them to like evil conquerors. Kong the Conqueror, we know famously even at the time from the comic books, but I do believe the TVA is essentially evil. So at the end, Loki, evil Loki, end the this- this is hard. The Loki we're not following. <laughs> Let's do
1: it. Loki number two, L2. We're just going to call him L2 for sure.
0: L2. L2 Loki is going to somehow destroy the TVA or gut them or do something and secretly be a hero for it and not the villain, as they assume
1: they it, Absolutely. Because
0: the TVA is bad to begin with.
1: I, yeah. And I don't know if you noticed this, but... And I think they did this on purpose. You know, when you see the when Loki's walking outside and sees like the the place that you know where the mm. TBA is located, it almost looks like a like a matte painting, you know, matte background like the mm. old days. Kind of, you see some things moving in this, but it's I don't know. To me, it was a message about the place they're located and and what that all means. For whatever reason, I just think that that's what that was all about, um, showing that. And honestly, I thought it was great. I, I freaking loved it.
0: Yeah, no, I loved it so much. I do think Owen Wilson is going to eventually be a villain. I think it's actually he's going to end up being a villain. Loki's going to end up being the hero. That That's that's my feeling. I think the TVA is just evil. I don't trust them. It's probably because I don't trust bureaucracies, and I think that's pointed, though. I think that's the writer's like <laughs> telling you not to trust bureaucracies. But that's just me. I think TV is evil. I think Omos is going to end up being a bad dude. And Loki too is going to end up being the hero.
1: I think that one of the cool things about these shows is, you know, in general, now whether you like them or not is a different story. But I think they are uh, full circle stories for the characters that that were basically left outstanding. So, you know, when you and I talked about WandaVision, Wanda basically, and we were joking about this, but it was true, so no joke about it was the villain yeah she went from being a person with you know a powered person with good intentions to being someone who was so very hurt by the amount of loss and she encountered as a result of that that essentially she used her power for evil to the point that it's now harder to turn around and I think she is gonna be a villain in the next Doctor Strange film I'm not 100% sure but I think that's what I heard Um. You know, same thing with in in Falcon and Winter Soldier. While you're having Falcon transition into this epic new Captain America, you're having Winter Soldier try as hard as he can to clean his slate understanding and, you know, and and also trying to serve the purpose of helping advance this Falcon by saying "The, the shield belongs to you. You're Captain America. Nobody else should touch that. Mm-hmm. trying to you know and here with loki it's like loki started loki died a hero he died mm-hmm. a hero's death and and um was it uh, was not end game it was uh infinity war yes he yeah. dies in the beginning of infinity war yeah it's basically getting ready to stab thanos in the back because you know you don't mess with my brother you don't you don't kill people you don't do that like to he save died a dart, hero's to death he died a hero's death. So I think that this is a, a great way to bring him back around to his real nature and then having him die that hero's death. No, or not had, having him die that hero's death, but justifying that hero's death because Loki basically ended up ends up trying to do the right thing. It always comes down to him just ending up doing the right thing even though he is a supervillain and there's no taking that away from him. Yeah, so, but he still has love
0: for his brother, and he still finds himself kingly. Like he's not a murderer, as he says in this one. He's like, I don't enjoy like murdering people. It's just like, you know, it's just like what I have to do. Like you don't order to maintain power, but, it's even, not something
1: but, I enjoy. but even like when he was doing the DB Cooper thing, where it's like oh, his DB Cooper. Love he D. Cooper. I fact, love the fact that he was DB Cooper. The it was, was so awesome. It was done so correctly. To me, that's just. I don't know. That makes this character absolutely almost perfect. I don't know. And it it is like... uh, It might just well be one of these stories that brings the character full circle, sort of from hero, you know, from villain, starts as a villain, ends a hero, starts back up as a villain, and then sort of comes full circle. Mm. You know? Um, So that's... were and I feel you.
0: And I understand to bring up the other two, where WandaVision was much about grief and exploration about grief. Yeah. Captain grief. America, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, honestly, by the end, uh, it's yeah. about identity. It's because that whole show is really about identity of who you are. They kept asking the villain that's not the person you want to be. to even Falcon, who do you want to be? Or what does it mean to be Captain America? I think this show is an exploration of free will. So ultimately, Loki shattering the TVA. And, you know, breaking them would be in essence of giving our free will back to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas before, as a villain, he was always trying to take away our free will. I think his hero's journey in this one would be giving us back our free will, in essence. So I think that's...
1: Exactly. And and that's a big nod also to heroes like Captain America, who, for example, deviated from the timeline and decided that he was going to go have a life with Agent Carter. Mm -hmm. You know, that sort of thing. It's like, look, not necessarily doing this for you I'm doing it for me Mm -hmm. but I'm also helping out everyone in the process because it's so messed up that I would have to be arrested by time cops because I'm a variant because I chose that I not to be a prisoner Mm -hmm. just like Captain America by that same token they said well that was supposed to happen you mean that Captain America was supposed to go through and have a life with Agent Carter, and that somehow didn't screw up the timeline. That wasn't even about being a superhero. So yep. if you really want to get deep into it, you know? Yeah, I
0: think the TVA, again, their ultimate purpose is gonna find out to be something evil. They're making sure the timeline goes this one way that only benefits them. And I think Loki's gonna free I, it. Um, and I, that's gonna give us to Doctor Strange and the multiple realities and everything else, because right now the timeline's one. And it can't deviate, and you can't have multi universes unless they break that timeline. And who's gonna do that? Loki, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. But you mentioned something earlier, and I think that this is probably what they're setting up with this. Um, one of the hardest uh, villains, really, to portray in film. That's easy to portray in cartoons, but for some reason, you haven't seen him in film yet. It's it's Kang the Conqueror. And Kang the Conqueror really bases everything that he does on timelines, battles for timelines, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. So, that I think might be a setup for it
0: mm-hmm.
1: to bring Kang in and have it make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, that's just a far reaching, you know, uh, conclusion, conjecture really of mine uh it's far far reaching but for some reason it just kang is such a big part of it all that yeah. i think somehow this is going to play into that
0: yeah because when i think of time travel and avenger stuff that doesn't deal with x-men because x-men in the comics time travel all the time but non-x-men time travelers the the is like what right really the only one i can really think about to be a big one that masters time in the Marvel Universe. I may be forgetting some so for you mm-hmm. and me, listeners out there tell us on our Instagram, let us
1: know, I know I'm probably forgetting I think something. I think that you're right though about Kang uh, Yeah, like, outside of men- the X-Men one. But mentioning Kang me- Kang is a universal um, villain, um, he's fought he's fought the X-Men, I believe he's fought the Avengers, I believe he's fought the Guardians, so Kang is a big he's like Thanos, he's just a big bad yeah. So but I how do you set up a big bat?
0: And they keep saying that Loki's gonna set up something, so that's my thought. I would love, and this is a wild prediction, I don't think they're doing this, but I would it would be wild if Loki ends up being King the Conqueror himself. Like this whole thing the TVA makes him into what
1: it. What if what if it's the fact that And this is this is really far reaching, but just go with me on this. Imagine if Mobius um, you know, in turning evil turns into Kang the Conqueror because all he wanted was to keep time straight and because it didn't happen he's decided that he's going to go timeline by timeline and just basically inflicting pain and destroying those timelines themselves until he gets to Loki specifically like the, the, the revenge factor or something like that where essentially... Kang is mobius because uh, you know they're going to they're going to take that liberty anyway. Yeah, um, I
0: agree with you there. I
1: think Mobius is a
0: like I don't trust Owen Wilson's character to say like I just don't trust him. I don't trust the TVA and I don't trust Mobius. So I agree with you there. I think he's going to end up being the villain too. King the Conqueror is probably more likely for him than Loki. Yeah. I'd love to see wildly if Loki was just it. That would be hilarious.
1: That would be funny. You know that'd be funny. So I don't know, man. But I I'm gonna keep watching, um, oh, yeah. just because I love I love my I, I I love my Loki show, man. Yeah,
0: I do too. And and that's actually gonna bring us to the end there. Uh, I think Rick said yeah. it perfectly. I'm gonna keep watching. We'll probably do a wrap up uh, impression of this when the last oh, episode for sure. comes out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, probably not week to week, but probably when the last episode comes out, or maybe midway if something crazy happens. Yeah. Perhaps. But probably towards the end. We'll we'll check back in to see. How our first impression was just like we did One Division. Our first impression was, and at the end, how do we feel about it? I have a feeling I'm, 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 I'm going to really like this whole series. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So, with that said, Rick, uh, any plugs or anything you want to suggest for the listeners this week?
1: I mean, <laughs> I would suggest Stranger Things only because I just started getting into it and I watched season one and I'm finishing season two. But um, I mean, I've, I've nothing new honestly this week.
0: Yeah. For me, I've been watching *Treze* and *Sweet Tooth*, both Netflix. Oh, uh,
1: I heard I heard about *Sweet Tooth*. Man, that was pretty so good. I,
0: yeah, I've watched the first episode of both, and I'm interested in both. So I haven't finished the whole series yet, but That's you know, right. take that journey with me. Go and watch either one. Uh, *In the Heights*, uh, if you listen to our last week episode, is out on HBO Max now. So take a look at that. That's the uh, Lin Manuel um, uh, musical comedy, not musical comedy, musical dramedy. Musical. Uh, I'm just gonna call it musical. All musicals are musical. Now it is. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say musical in the Heights. That's on HBO Max or in your local theater streaming. Uh, An update: we did a box office show, dude. But update: box office was looking up, but it's kind of trending back down. So we may have to do at the end of the summer another box office review because it's been a crazy summer. Did the Uh, summer
1: survive?
0: So with that said, of course, watch our all of our films. Um, uh, searching for B.D. Paoli and Boy School, School um, mm-hmm. on Tubi, um Duya, all the places Canale, that we've been sitting, yeah.
1: We, yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, <laughs> we have new news coming for you soon on future projects that we're doing. Uh, we're really excited. We are been working hard. Rick especially has been working hard on some new projects and I'll I'll say
1: this. Stuff. We're gonna be we're gonna be filming um, very soon we've already got the locations and everything like that obviously you know i can't disclose much more than that um but the team has been incredible and this project is going to be absolutely amazing you're all gonna love it um and for those that don't love us i'm sure you'll still watch it and we thank you for your continued support
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna give them a hint i'm gonna give them a hint this is a wild hint it's a wild give
1: give them a wild one
0: ghostbusters so <laughs> you understand completely,
1: <laughs>
0: and whatever you're thinking out there, you're not thinking right. you're not correct
1: about it. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. I did not know you were going there. I do appreciate that, that's it. That's a good man. hint, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a great hint, man. That's a great hit <laughs> uh,
0: I think that's a great hint. uh But I'm telling you, whatever you're thinking about it, no.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> you're wrong. Do some wilds justice on Instagram. Tell Ali over there, our grandmother mother, uh, for Triskelet Productions, say hi to her. Uh, tell her what you think uh, the mm-hmm. next project's gonna be with my very, very vacant uh, <laughs> over there. Watch, uh, again, all of our shows and Loki. Uh, watch our previous episodes. We can't wait to see you next week. Uh, as well, we'll cover some great topics that we should have talked about this week. Until I want to talk about the great show of Loki. So, oh, <laughs> well,
1: Loki's an excellent show. It's not, it's not really something to leap behind. Honestly, I think it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. you know, and I 100% agree. So we'll see you next week on Cinemagic.
1: Bye bye. Cinemagic closing song. Cinemagic closing song. Closing song. Closing song, song. I don't got any lyrics. Cinemagic closing song. Recording stopped.